almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Life is older Older than the trees Younger than the mountains Growing like a breeze Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the DJN cast. Uh, this is Rich... Spawnholtz, uh, Spooner Man. Uh, we've got uh, Jamie Eastap, the Hack Father, as always with me. Uh, we got a couple guests this week: uh, Matt Thomas and Josh Volker. Uh, we uh, we know them as Turn and Burn and Power Bottom. Power Bottom's also our newest hack. Um, he was uh, brought in at EW. Uh, he's a good friend of ours um, and a good nice addition to uh, to the team. He's also the youngest hack, so. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to catch a little abuse there. but Hey, Rich, you know. Rich, Rich. Yeah. What sound does an elk make? <laughs> Do you really want me to make an elk noise? Yeah, can you, make it, can you make an elk noise? <laughs> Please. I, <laughs> I, w- I, I actually don't know what sound an elk makes. <laughs> Neither do I. Can I tried to Google it, and they just sound like fucked up deer. I mean, that makes sense, though. They are kind of fucked up deer. That is so, true. So, on right, that have, note, what's uh, what's the difference between Lawrence Welk and an elk? Tell us. I don't know. With an elk, the horns are in the front and the asshole is in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you guys heard wow. about this new zombie-like disease striking moose and deer? Wizards is already on it. Nightmare on Elk Street, the new master's set hitting shelves this Christmas. Hey, hey boy, oh, there you go. <laughs> Also, if you're if you're too young to get the Lawrence Welk joke, you're probably too young to be listening to this cast. That's very true. It's very true. All right. Uh, so we're uh, we're going to be talking about um, Eternal Weekend this weekend or Eternal Weekend uh, on this episode. We got uh, you know uh, a group of people went up there. Uh, it's going to be largely uh, the three gentlemen. Uh, aside from me talking about this, because I, uh, of course, we knew uh, I didn't go. Um, but we got a fun uh, recap to talk about. Um, we uh, we've dubbed the trip El Camino for uh, for good reason that uh, will be apparent uh, here. <laughs> so, uh, Jamie, I'm going to throw it over to you and uh, let you take it away. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. So, yeah, we ended up having 11 rolling up to EW. Um, we had. Uh, a lot of the team rolling up. Uh, we had some of the Durham locals. Um, we also met up with uh, Dominic and uh, DJ. Uh, they came in uh, as well. So there were 11 of us shacked up in an Airbnb. Um, somebody clogged a shitter and we made... How el- many bathrooms were there? There were three this the- time. There were three, okay. But then we only, had two, full- we only had two on the last day. That's a, that's a full threefold increase from the uh, the number that we had <laughs> at SCGCon for eight people. So that is very. We also true. had tele- we also had toilet paper this year, unlike last year. Oh yeah! Shout out to uh, to Dom for going to get the toilet paper. Yeah, last sh- year. shout out to Airbnb for providing toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're fucking supposed to. Uh, <laughs> does it? What does it say that last year Dom bought the TP and this year he clogged the toilet? I feel like there's a certain sense of irony. What do we have that. to look forward to on year three then? 
<laughs> Let's blowing a toilet up or something. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's probably going to be, be Rich's fault this time around. Ha ha! All right. Shitty. So it's anyway, a, just like the hole in the wall. Joke. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Power bottom. <laughs> So anyway, the three of us uh, played some vintage up at EW. Um, I ended up playing Storm. I'll let you guys kind of tell us what you played. Matt, if you want to kind of kick it off first as far as what you played, what your tournament was like, uh, and kind of lead us through what, what your weekend so was. So first, big shout out to Jamie for hunting on Facebook and finding me power for this weekend because going into Saturday night, we um, were like, Hey, I don't have power. We were also drunk, so we took some very shoddy notes on how I should rebuild my deck. And then Sunday morning, he's like, "Hey, Matt, I found you power." So that was great. So I ended up playing Power Turbo Depths with Fast Bond in there. Um, so my deck felt pretty good. I think I maybe I ran into some bad matchups. So first match was Dredge. I won 2-0. Crop rotation Bajuka Bog is very good against them, obviously. And then yeah, don't say. game two, um, I was able to waste his first bazaar, and then he dredged with Golgari Grave Troll and milled his second one, and I just cleaned it up from there. Round two, I ran into Blue-Red Pyromancer. I won 2-0. He, after the games, he was just like, yeah, I have no way to interact with a Resolve Merit Lage, so all I had to do was play around Wasteland, which isn't too terrible. I then ran into a former Charlotte local named Nick, who relocated, so it was good to catch up with him. Unfortunately, he stomped me into a mud hole with Bug. Like, it was bad. And then, yeah, it was pretty bad. I didn't have a chance. And then I got apparently into the shops area, so I played shops three times in a row, and shops did what shops did. Made me cry. And from that point... Quick note on our buddy, uh, on our buddy Nick there, uh... That's that's my one contribution to EW this year. Uh, Nick was looking for uh, um, Emerald uh, before Champs, and t- turns out we had a, a Charlotte local that was selling one. So put them in contact with each other. That's my one relevant EW story for the year. Well done, well done. Pa- well, <laughs> Power Bottom, you're up. <laughs> yeah, so I played Powerless Eldrazi, like a true champion, uh, for the powerless prize round one went interestingly i got destroyed in about a grand total of maybe about 10 minutes by eric's crab shack piloted by eric himself Um, it was disgusting he turned three and then turned two to me on the draw (laughs) and it was painful (laughs) um would you say it turns out when the deck a little bit Mm. yeah but when turns out when you play a turn one null rod and then he proceeds to just go you know Fast Bond, Bounce Land, Ouroboro, you know, Retreat to Hagra, and you're like, well, I guess I lost. So that was fun. Then from there, I somehow managed to not get into the Shops bracket, even though I wanted to be in the Shops bracket, and I played every single possible weird matchup I, c- I could. Welcome to played, Champs. <laughs> yeah, I played Mono Black Pox, because some mad lad was playing that. That's awesome. Oh, fuck, it was, I forgot it was, about that. I was going to go looking for that deck list before this episode. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, the Whoever guy was a cool you are, dude. shout out to you for being a champ. Yes, Holy he was a shit. hero, also a hilarious guy in Legacy who was playing Blue Belcher. Um, oh. Yeah, so there's that. Then I had to play against uh, another guy who was playing Powerless. Um, he was playing the he was playing the green Eldrazi list, so he's playing, instead of Null Rods, he's playing uh, Oof. 
collector oof. Uh, we had a moment where he cast an oof on turn one, and then I proceeded to cast a null rod on turn one, and then we kind of fist bumped, followed up by me Eldrazi, like, reality smashing him twice in a row. Solid. So, I won that match pretty quickly. And then ran into a couple of blue decks back-to-back. Uh, Rug, um, played against Rug, Paradoxical Outcome Storm, who... Game one was close, and then because he had to go through an entire loop of setting up, countering his own spells a bunch in order to cast a grape shot to kill me for exactly 20. And then in game two, stuck two mana Gorgia Hydras over the course of two turns and just decided to hit me for 20 over the course of a turn. So that was fun. From there, I ran into just another blue deck, and then I ran into Dredge in a close matchup, lost to them. But from there, I beat a guy who was playing blue-white Merfolk. What the um, fuck? Really? A- actual Merfolk, not... Uh, like, actual, mer- not like, like, actual Merfolk. Like, like, no, like, actual Merfolk. Like, he was playing un- he was playing Merfolk. Un- <laughs> yeah, he was playing Unsettled Mariner. Spicy. Like a G. <laughs> That's sick. Which actually almost ruined my tournament. Because that card is really hard to deal with when you try to thought not see your opponent, Ooh, you know, on yeah. exactly four mana. Did you try swinging with a 5-5 five, five trampler? I did, actually. Oh, um, okay. There you go. Turns out, uh, Reality Smasher's a good magic card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is but, that you killed fish with a hammer because they don't have feelings. Well, yeah. So that was how game two went. <laughs> he, he creamed me in game one because he had two thought he had two true names on the board. I couldn't do anything about them. So, you know, he kills me in game one. Game two, I just went turn two Thought Not Seer into turn three Reality Smasher, hit you for... I had a Mimic on turn one, so I hit him for 14. Nice. So it was just like, all right. And then game three, he had two Lords and an Unsettled Mariner, so I had to dismember an Unsettled Mariner, Reality Warp another one, Reality Warp an, a second one, or a... No, unsta- whatever the uh, minus... Plus three, minus three one is. Spatial Contortion? Um, yeah. Spatial Contortion, yeah. 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 It's Spatial Contortion twice in a row. Shit. Um, before finally stabilizing behind a Reality Smasher and then winning from there. I had to Smasher attack. He bounced it, picked his other card, drew a land, and then I drew Frexian Metamorph off the top and just went Smasher, Metamorph, Copy, Smasher, hitch for 10. Hey, nice. Got him. <laughs> so at that point in the tournament, I was five and three. Um, and then my last round, I took a grand total of about five minutes of game actions. Solid. And the entire match took 50 minutes. Jesus, what'd you play against? I played against Xerox, and the guy, for the life of me, could not play any more deliberately than he did. With only one brainstorm, you would think he could play faster. Yeah, I had a judge come over. You don't have all the, uh... All the typical trappings of the yeah. Uh, he wasn't pondering a bunch. He preordained a lot. Yeah, they are allowed to play four of those. But I had a judge come over. I had a judge come over. She sat down next to him, and just we kind of made eye contact at one point, and I debated just asking if I could just go to the bathroom or something because it was that would have probably been more interesting. <laughs> I'm just going to go piss on the wall, Judge. Can you make sure <laughs> yeah. my opponent doesn't I was like, cheat? Judge, can you make sure my opponent completes all of his game actions properly? I'm going to go, I don't know, masturbate. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because it's going to be more entertaining. Because <laughs> I, I legitimately took about six turns of game actions that entire match. Did, did he die? And each time. No. Aww. Each time I had him lethal on board. And then he proceeded to loop time walk five times. Ooh, shit. 
Because Mystic Sanctuary is not a very is not a fair card to play against. Don't have a wasteland. Welcome to Team Soul Land. Yeah, <laughs> we don't take very long game nope. actions. Yeah, I had one of the games. I ended the game with a eight eight, um, with an eight eight on the board, and then the other game I ended up with a four four, a Reality Smasher, and then a Thought Not Seer. Ooh Tight. shit! Yeah. It was rough, but I came in 97th overall and 4th in the original um, Powerless ranking, 5th after they figured out some math they fucked up on, but it didn't really matter because pricing was the same. Solid. But, nice. But yeah, if I, the breakers on that, if I'd have won that last round, I would have probably been in like 38th, Shit. which would have been hilarious. Yeah. Well, you, your tournament went way better than mine. So my tournament recap. Yeah, you is, scrubbed out like a great. lord. And turned in burns. <laughs> yeah. So round one, I played against played against shops, and I make an eleven eleven blight steel win game one. Game two, um, I lose to Trinisphere off of you know Lotus make Trinisphere workshop shit out of creature. Um, game three, uh, I lost to a 10-10 turn one um, Stone Quill Serpent Ooh. with uh, oh. Sphere backup. Ooh. Wow, <laughs> that's uh, that could be worse. Yeah, gross. So round two, I play against Oath. I beat Oath, but the best part of that matchup was that I couldn't storm off because I stalled game three uh, with Bolus of Citadel in play, and my life total was four. So. Oops. I started storming off, had a bunch of mana, and then I DT'd for Sadistic Sacrament and Sad Sacked him with Kicker and took all of his win conditions. <laughs> nice. C- counted, counted the number of cards in his deck and was like, I either deck you or I kill you with your 1-1. One, one. It's your choice. Because <laughs> he gave me a 1-1 one, one token. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so, so you know, just like we wrote up playing Storm, you Sadistic Sacrament your opponent with Kicker and then just win. Because um, you're also playing the Sadistic Sacrament in your deck. Yeah, it's in the, it was in the sideboard. So round three, I lose to Moon Stompy uh, to the same guy who destroyed Eric at uh, uh, in Atlanta, the guy who made like the 102, 102 Hydroid Crisis. Um, yeah, that dude... Which Fuck. is a great, great story from one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, so this dude, like, game one, I'm looking at my hand, and I'm like, I'm on the draw, game one. I'm like, cool, I have a turn one kill in hand through Yogwill, a bunch of other shit. And he goes, turn one Blood Moon, and all I have is a fetch land in hand. And I was like, yep, we'll go to game two. Didn't show him anything. I go to the next game. I have Duress in hand. Duress cannot, in fact, take a uh, Goblin Rabble Master. No, sir. That's correct. So, no, it so I died to Goblin Rabble Master <laughs> after getting Trinisphered. Um, what a boss. Yeah, round three. <laughs> what I, an absolute machine. <laughs> yeah, round three, I play against PO, and I misjudge it as um, I thought that he was playing some sort of Grixis build because I never saw a paradoxical outcome, and he just killed me with a mentor. So I thought, or not, sorry, not a mentor. Uh, he was on an Esper build. I never saw anything that led me to believe it was uh, PO. So he just had like turn three mentor shit out tokens. You're dead. Um, and then just countered all my shit for the other two games. 
then I played against uh, Crab Shack, and I unceremoniously murdered my opponent with Storm at like 31 game with Bolas the Citadel. Um, so that was fun. Then I lost to Shops again, where I got stomped. That's literally my notes just say, got stomped. And then, uh, how many rounds is that? Yeah, so that's six rounds. You're, you're the one telling yes. the story. You're the one yeah. that has to I don't, count. I don't know. Well, I, I, I couldn't, I can't remember, but I went 2-4 drop just like Matt. We made the strong play of uh, going and meeting up with going some other and people afterwards. But um, I do want to talk a little bit about like the overall tournament and kind of the feel in the room. Um, it felt like the... You mean Oko? Well, I, I, you know, aside from that, normally at Champs, you feel like there's a lot of shops. There's a lot of Jess guy. Um, I, I didn't feel like Shops was doing great at Champs. Like, obviously, Jody Keith was, like, just fucking wrecking people left and right. I say, Jody Keith has words. Yeah, so he was doing great. Um, but I, I didn't feel like Shops was at the top tables. Um, I did see a good bit of... Um, like there was PO there, there were several of us on DPS. Um, and then, uh, I did see some bug decks and some Jeskai lists towards the top. Um, but I definitely feel like that those decks kind of late rounds fell off. Um, what was you guys' kind of take on what you were seeing around you and kind of towards the end of the tournament, um, at some of the upper tables? The correct answer here, by the way, is a bunch of three, three elk. Well, first off, yes, I was seeing a lot of elk. Secondly, I saw a lot of Oath mirrors. So, I know at least two rounds I had people on either side of me playing Oath. Um, elk. Yes, uh, actually one person did go turn one, you know, get my Oath out, Crystal Brand, and then his opponent just went, cool, Lotus, Emerald, Land, Oko. You now have an elk. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. Here an elk. There an elk. Everywhere an elk elk. Yo, dog, I heard you like elks. <laughs> Old McDonald's yeah. went to EW and yeah, saw shout out a to bunch the judge. of fucking elk. <laughs> shout, out to that, shout out to that judge who uh, was walking around the entire tournament, both for the Legacy and the Vintage tournaments, with just elk on his name tag. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's great. That's awesome. That guy was great. Yeah. Well, the one the one thing that I did notice too is that we're in this post misstep world now, and you know everybody was talking about combo, you know, just shit coming unhinged with DPS. But it seemed like DPS was not as big of a player um, as a lot of the other blue decks, and you know it definitely showed that misstep versus sphere. You know, the blue decks definitely going into the top eight. Um, we see more blue decks than shops for the first time in a while that I can remember. It's been pretty 50 50, two to three shops lists. Um, so that that's something that, you know, I definitely noticed was that it seemed like blue decks were able to fight uh, the shops decks more because they weren't cannibalizing each other by playing that shit sack of a card, fucking mental misstep. No, instead they're making elk. Yeah, they're making elk now. <laughs> But let's uh, let's recap the top eight here, guys. So sure. You mean you mean the C? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the C no, that is the, the top eight. It's the stew. So the stew. Yeah, we had the blue stew. The blue stew. You play Brian. It was, it's actually I just it was point actually out the tears of Jody Keith in the top eight. Top eight. What's you that? Know? 
It was Jody Keith's tears in the top eight. Him by himself playing shops. Then yeah. the blue <laughs> seven blue yep. decks. Yeah, yeah. I do want to point out, just you know, with the seven blue decks, that a quarter of this top eight was uh, opponents of mine from SCGCon. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about a welcome to paper vintage. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you well, got shafted. I didn't. I I tied one of them and beat the other one. It was great. Damn. Okay. So kind of the thing that I've noticed, like, obviously, Rich, our predictions were so far fucking off. We're, we're not even just going to go over it. We were yeah. so far <laughs> off. But so good, good. we had three PO decks, a shops list. We had, what was it? Um, there was a Jeskai Arcanist list, which actually, I yeah, think, I think we actually... I think, that's, yeah. that's really all, all that it boils yeah. down to. We were dead fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, there was a Teamer Walkers list, and then there was the uh, Bug list that Joe Brennan played. Um, Jody's list I really did like a lot from this weekend. With the, It was um, really cool. Yeah, he had a main deck tabernacle. He was running two Inventors Fair, um, playing the, the Golos, uh, so running three of those, he was running three stone coil serpent, had a Caracas main deck as well, an actual smokestack, yeah. um, as well as, oh yeah, one like a champion convincing yeah. everybody else that he wasn't playing shops. Yeah. Well, I think the other one that was most notable is one of, one of Rich's newfound loves, God Pharaoh's statue. Yeah, baby. Hold up. People were registering that? Jody, Jody had was the top eight. The top eight. <laughs> yeah, did he really? Yeah. So while I wasn't, uh, yeah, while I wasn't at EW, um, I was with uh, a couple of the Charlotte locals that didn't go, and we were watching the coverage, and uh, I just shocked the hell out of the room because I actually knew what the card was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they put the the uh, deck up on the screen, and. Like, people were looking at it. It was like, what the hell card is that? Because we were all sitting back. I was like, oh, that's God Pharaoh's statue. And they look across the room and they're like, why am I not surprised that you know the name of the six drop artifact (laughs) (laughs) unplayable, typically? No, so Jody had a great run. He was the number two seed going in. We chatted with him throughout the weekend. Um, Jody's always great to chat with about magic. But um, yeah, unfortunately, lost his first round to top eight. so kind of the other lists that we see. Um, it's a good person to lose to, though, to be fair. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, he did <laughs> we'll well. We'll get there against. in a second. <laughs> so Brian Hockey's list, we see Oko, uh, Karn Scion of Urza, uh, Wheel of Fortune, which I was really surprised to see that in this, this you know, like rug list. And he's also running the, the Grape Shot. Was this who you played, Josh, on the PO, the rug PO? What was thing? the guy's name? Uh, his name is Brian Hockey. Yes, actually, that was the okay. Guy I yeah, because I was looking at the list and I was like, this sounds exactly like what Josh was talking about. And then he has the one yeah, of was Man- good. Yeah, he has a one of Managorger Hydra main deck and three more sideboard. Yeah, he so. brought them in and just fisted me with them. Oh yeah, he showed you that fist was a verb, but then again, you wouldn't yeah, use power bad. bottom without liking yep. it. So Brian Koval, last year's champion, shows up with uh, PO as well. He, again, seeing Managorger Hydras, kind of because that card's actually busted. Yeah, seeing seeing a lot of you know pretty much the same list as we saw before. Maybe like a one or two card difference, sideboard differences, but nothing you know nothing too too exciting. But congrats on making uh, you know top eight two years in a row, Brian. That's a really impressive feat. 
Um, then we get to Boston Shadman, I guess is how you pronounce this. I probably bastardized that's how I'd it. pronounce it. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I can't pronounce it. Shatman, maybe? Sh- yeah. Could be. So he's on like a Dak Dreadhorde Arcanist kind of build, Mystic Sanctuary. Um, so Xerox, um, the only thing that this, I thought. This looked a lot like a, an updated version of the deck that uh, I played a couple times. Uh, over the summer at SCGCon. Yeah. Um, yeah, this looks a lot tighter than the list that we were seeing before. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that I did notice, they're running the Shattering Spree Mainstorm and the two Pyroblasts as yeah. well. And the, mis- the missteps have essentially translated into Force of Negation. So this, I think this is kind of where this deck has evolved to. Um, They've picked up a cool new uh, tool in Mystic Sanctuary as well. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. As, cool. as kind of a pseudo regret with air quotes. Like yeah. Now when they have a Dak Faden on board. <laughs> yeah. Very then true. Then you just get time walked five times. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Ryan Eberhart. So he was running a uh, looks like uh, rug list as well with Goyf, Young Pyromancer. I don't see any dread hordes in this, but he's running a full four bolts. So I gotta I gotta give him props for that. And he's running two of the Mystic Sanctuary. Just more blue stew. He's got Ren sixes in his list. Uh, Joe Brennan's list. Um, running Bug. Similar to what we saw NYSE list. Um, he does have that new, uh, what is it, Brazen Borrower card yep. in it. Um, I haven't finished watching all the coverage, so I don't know how great that was for him. I'd be curious to ask him kind of how That's that card cool, performed. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, gr- great list. Um, he also he was our uh, he was our eventual champion. Yes, wasn't he it? was our well. Yeah, I mean, he also yeah. killed his opponent with like probably one of the most expensive three threes ever printed. It was beautiful. Correct. Yeah, he. For those of you that haven't watched it, spoiler alert: uh, Joe kills his opponent with a three three Alpha Lotus. I mean, uh, Alpha Elk. Um, <laughs> off of Oko, so pretty sick right there. I I loved that and big. Uh, Big congratulations to Jim. Yeah, huge uh, congrats. He's, 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 a, he's one it, of the top players in the world. Um, he definitely, you know, only plays in paper, I found out. He does not play Moto. So yep. that's that makes it even we, more uh, impressive. I found out that we have that in common uh, when we played uh, over the summer. He's he's a great guy. He was a great yeah. person to talk to. Yeah, I, I played him as well. All the best to him. He's, you know, one, one of the stalwarts of the format and just a, a great person. So... Congrats to him. And uh, he unceremoniously just fucking destroyed me uh, in two <laughs> games at uh, SCG Con. It took us 48 and a half minutes to get there, but. <laughs> um, and then Justin Franks was on a PO list as well. His was running Bolus to Citadel. This is kind of the Esper list. Uh, it's updated a little bit, um, kind of with Narsets uh, in the deck, Bolus to Citadel. Um, and they're running two top in this list, Tinker, Vampiric Tutor, now that it's playable again, um, and Blightsteel Sideboard, which was, you know, it looks like the only win condition that I can see main deck is the Mentor, which for anybody that's played against PO that only has the one Mentor, it's fucking miserable because you sit there for five minutes watching your opponent take really terrible game actions to finally find a win condition. Justin's not like that. He's a very tight player, but... I, I was, and a fast player. And too. a fast player. I was I was walking throughout the room and watching people just want to like gouge their eyes out with spoons while playing against uh bad. Like PO me players. in my last round. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Completely off topic, though. Can uh, we're we're looking at the uh, lists on the Eternal Weekend website? Now. Yeah, can yeah, you- they are available on. Uh, it is. Car, uh, Card Titans website. They have a, a link that'll redirect you to the Eternal Weekend site. If you go to the coverage part, you can select Vintage Champs, Legacy Champs, um, or the other champs that was there. Um, but can you guys name what uh, what fruits on Justin Frank's hoodie? What is that? A- it's an orange. That is the most random grape. No, those are kumquats, guys. What? Come on. Oh God! Are you how fucking the, kidding? How the fuck do you know that? All right. In another random note, did we don't you guys see what he? <laughs> did you guys see what the guy did with his uh, prize for winning? No. Oh, the Photoshop. He, I don't know if he actually yeah, did. I think that. he actually did. So. so oh, did he? That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. He oh, so rich. The, the so rich. Yeah, I, I so, did see that. Yes. Yeah, just so people who haven't seen it, um, he took. The Mox Jet that he won, which is a giant, you know, the giant printout of the card. Painting. and right. Or painting, rather. And he took painter's tape and X'd over the text box and then took a printout picture, another painting, and put that in the dead center of the card painting so that it covered up the Mox Jet so it became an elk. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I gotta, I gotta give you that one. That was fantastic. Bravo, sir. That was really fucking funny. I was, I was very happy. To see oh yeah, that. it was fucking great. Well, so, I was laughing forever. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a great sense of humor about it, which is what I think made it made it so much better. Um, well, so I do want to kind of move on, kind of as far as some of the trends that we're seeing in vintage. Um, I tried to find statistics about things because there was a lot of stuff walking around the room that. Kind of makes me wonder if Narset, uh, especially, is too good for vintage, and if Oko might be too good long term. I'm not saying that we need to have a banning or, or sorry, a restriction anytime soon. But looking at the top eight, we had seven of eight decks running Narset, so that's a pretty big number. Um, and it's it was 42.2 percent of the metagame according to MTG Top Eight in the last two months. Um, that is like above preordain, I think when I looked at the statistics, Yikes. so all of the blue decks in top eight are running this. Um, the next, you know, biggest planeswalker that I looked up was Dak Faden at 23.7% in the last two months. So you're looking at Narset almost like 20, almost 20% above that just, you know, since it was printed. Um, and Oko being six of the top eight um, in in uh, champs, and it's eight percent of the metagame, which I, I think is far from a problem. But um, you know, the idea is kind of like where where does this leave us in vintage? Um, I was going to kind of ask Matt what he was thinking about it because um, I know when Matt and I, after we scrubbed, we were kind of walking around, and there were just fucking elk and narset everywhere. Yeah. Um- I'll just say I'm an idiot, but if Dr. Rich Shea says Narset should be restricted, I'll defer to him. Maybe once I get playing more and start seeing more, I'll form my own opinion, but I'll defer to him for now. That's that's pretty smart. He's he's 
quite the intelligent human yes. being. Yeah, I was actually chatting with him at the old school event, and he was saying that he actually really wanted to play a blue deck. And because Narset is just so rampant in the format that it seems like every blue deck outside of DPS and, you know, a couple of the, the other kind of like Eric's Crab Shack type decks are not running this, that it's just impossible to really play a blue on blue mirror. It's like who was he? He basically explained it as if you resolve Narset and you get to let it go off twice and let it sit on the battlefield for more than a turn while it's at one loyalty, you're probably winning the game. And watching the coverage, it really did look like that. And even against shops, the deck is insane. You're just able to draw into your answers. Um, I saw somebody resolve one through a sphere, draw right into like shattering. Uh, no, sorry. Um, What's the red X spell that's blow up X target artifacts? What's that one? Uh, uh, by force, yeah. By force, yeah. Like drew into by force, blew up. Four, they were playing by force. Yeah, blew up four of his opponents' artifacts, and then just like proceeded to win with like like a young pyromancer or something. It was it's just crazy. <clears throat> so I think that the card is definitely a problem. I kind of want to see how it shakes out before I'm screaming from the rooftops. Please, please restrict it. Um, but I do think it's amazing that that card has jumped Dak Faden as far as um, what is playable in the format where, you know, just a year ago, Dak Faden, Jace, you know, were the, were the Planeswalkers you expected to see at a vintage event. And this year it was all about Narset, Oko, and Dak Faden. Um, Narset has all of the yeah, hallmarks for being a card that, you would see in those positions though it's it's single color it's it has a, a very easy to cast asymmetric static ability that's very very good in a relevant matchup to anyone that would be playing it um it's only activated ability is relevant to its use it's it's a good card yeah, I, um, I mean, for me, I just think that it goes, it's just automatically slotted into a blue deck now. Like, um, you know, for me, I kind of wonder if this is going to be one of those things, like how long they let it live, like misstep, and then we look back on it like, Jesus, that was an egregious fucking design mistake for that card. Why was it in the format for so long? Because we, we were willing to murder Karn and um, Mystic Forge very, very quickly for kind of the same crimes of just like, hey, it makes it kind of a non-game. Um, and you can say, oh, well, there's still... Those cards are fucking egregious. They, they are can egregious. We, can we just point that out? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a mud aficionado, and those cards are fucking broken. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, well... Um, I do think that uh, Sean O'Brien might be onto something, and this might be... Uh, the world in which we can start to maybe think about Thorn of Amethyst. I can yeah. only hope. Yeah. Thorn yeah. Thorn shouldn't have been restricted in the first place. It's just my opinion. I think that... In... Go ahead. In... In context, I think that something needed to be. Um, and I, I really wish that I remembered what... Uh, the verdict was for it was, uh, so many insane plays when they talked about it. Well, so I, I remember I remember listening to that episode once upon a time. But uh, basically, the the two schools of thought at the time were either that it would be Thorn or Sphere of Resistance. Um, and personally, I was a big proponent of the Sphere of Resistance uh, 
restriction over. Uh, I was uh, as well. And that, that Thorn of Amethyst helps push creature strategies. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, history is what it is. But with the fact that, you know, now we're looking at top eights where four, uh, seven of the eight are blue decks. Um, and you don't really see shops at the top tables anymore. You don't really see um, really creature strategies at all. And, you know, even though you've got, you know, the, the Teamer Walkers list, you've got uh, PO, you've got Bug running around. I think some of these uh, Teamer Walker lists that were going around, I did a little bit of looking around, forget me. Um, I think some of the ones that maybe didn't make top eight, but some of the ones that were going around were kind of these hybrids between the two where it was, you know, team or walkers, but it w- it was a value PO deck essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there were definitely some <coughs> hybrids going around, but, um, and that sort of homogenization isn't good for the format and introducing something back into the format to bolster one of their natural predators in order to try to shake it up may not be a bad thing. Yeah, I, I kind of I agree with you. I do think that uh, Sphere probably should have been the restriction because Thorn was good in the humans list, which is pretty much unplayable at this point. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I love the hu- the vintage humans list or any of the hate bears lists. I think that Eldrazi just took a massive nosedive from it where you had a tier 1.5, almost tier 1, unpowered deck um, that people could play in the format and be competitive, you know, for $1,200, you could show up with your Eldrazi deck and, you know, ha- yeah, I mean, well, I think at the time that it was, it was closer to that cause they were still standard legal. Um, oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. So, but kind of moving, moving past that, you know, I, I'm, none of us are obviously smart enough to figure this shit out, but we'll bitch about it so people can listen to it. Um, yeah, Matt's not our forte. If you want that, listen to so many insane yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Menendian and Kron. You guys are great. Yeah. So, Rich, did I tell you I almost lost my collection at EW? You uh, you didn't, but I did see this when I was reviewing the cast notes because I'm not a terrible co-host and was actually reading our cast notes. Well, it's because I didn't write them in, like, serial killer handwriting. I typed them. That's true. You actually typed them. <laughs> We're getting time. better. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So you pulled someone from a flaming vehicle? Yeah, I'll what, let. What is this story? All right. So after Vintage, um, we got an invite to go for like a casual old school meetup. That was Friday, correct, Matt? Yes. No. Yeah, that was Friday. Okay. Sorry, I'd had a few beers that night. Same. Um, <laughs> what so, you drink? Never. 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 I've never drank a beer in my life. Um, so your favorite beer is the one in your hand. Yeah, basically, <laughs> or in both hands. Um, hey. So. We go to this meetup where uh, it's Matt Walker and I are headed back from the brewery and we're in an, we're in an Uber and traffic, we're kind of stopped. And then we see this van just get sideswiped and the people in the car that had sideswiped it slammed into the concrete pylon right before, like you're coming off the bridge in Pittsburgh, going into the tunnel to go up on the hill. So I just see a car full of smoke both people in the car laying face down, not moving. And yeah. it, there's a small fire coming from the, the uh, steering wheel. So I didn't even think twice and just hopped out of our Uber 
and ran across traffic to the car to try to get the woman out of the driver's seat to see if she was conscious, alive, anything. And luckily she was alive. She was had a serious concussion. The airbag had burned through her clothing. Um, her, her husband gets up, comes out of the car, thanks me. I call 911. Um, Walker gets out of the car, runs over, checks on the old lady in the van who ran a red light. Um, there's two other cars that were just kind of minor you know, they got banged into, but weren't like total or anything. So I didn't even think about that. I had my magic collection in the Uber. So I'm going to let Matt kind of take it from here. I just kind of hopped out of the car, did what I hope anybody would do when they see an accident that could be life threatening that, you know, calling 911 at that moment could be the, you know, the difference between somebody seeing tomorrow or not seeing tomorrow. So Uber drivers kind of like negotiating through traffic and I'm like, Hey dude, can you like pull over? I'll pay for whatever fees. Can you like sit here and wait for us to assess the situation and um you know, get back to our get back to the Airbnb and he's like, "No, I can uh I might I might get another call." Are you fucking serious? No, I'm not. <laughs> so, what? I'm just like All right, fine dude, just um pull over, let us out. We grabbed that, you know, Walker actually grabbed his bag and we just sat there on the side waited for Jamie to do the good thing and we picked up another one on the way so i complained and got a refund so fuck that guy nice yeah if yeah if, seriously if, fuck that guy yeah dude seriously fuck that uber driver um we ended up getting an uber that picked us up literally at the mouth of the tunnel and the the, the cleanup workers were like just stand right here when you find your uber we'll stop traffic and let you guys through the tunnel yeah props to that guy um that's awesome. Yeah, props to that guy. So, yeah, the, the thing is, is, you know, I was trying to do the right thing. Luckily, my friends were there, made sure my collection was not left in the back of an Uber that drove elsewhere in Pittsburgh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a crazy, crazy way to end the night. Um, and this is, you know, the night before Legacy Champs where uh, Matt's playing. Uh, Josh was already back at the Airbnb, kind of resting up, getting ready, resleeving the deck that he was going to play. But... <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm aware. But uh So wait, you're saying there might be some uh some mental strain involved in playing paper vintage. Especially a full yeah, day of so, it. Yeah. Was it worth it though? So anyway, if you're a magic player, you be a good fucking Samaritan and if you see somebody in a car wreck, you know, don't fucking stand there and just hope somebody else does something like take the Take the initiative. Like, I, I don't even think I looked or said anything. I just, like, opened my door and got out. Yeah, it was out. just, oh, shit. And I look up, and there's a car on, you know, the car T-boned the side of the highway. And he, Jamie just jumped out. So, good on you, man. And if you're an Uber driver and someone might be dying, have some fucking compassion. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably riding dirty is all I can think of. Is he was probably had, like, expired registration, expired license kind of thing. Like, I don't want the cops involved. Um, yeah, because I know Matt was like, but "Hey, like, I'll give you, I'll throw you some cash." Walker offered the dude some cash, and he was like, "Fuck you guys, I'm leaving." So anyway, Pretty fuck much. that guy, and let's move yep. onward. So there was another tournament at EW. Well, actually, there were there were two tournaments. There was one going on right next to Vintage um, uh, that is a non-eternal format. It is a non-rotating format uh, called Modern. Um, Rich, do you? Yeah, Rich, do you want to guess how many people registered for Modern? I, I cheated. I actually saw that it was it was what like eighty seven people. It was under a hundred. Yeah, under a hundred people. Like imagine and that. And someone someone raised a good point about uh, modern at EW of how people don't really have the impetus 
uh, to go to that the way that they do for legacy or for vintage or even for old school. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can just there's a plethora of places that you can play uh, modern on any given weekend. You know, yeah, I mean, the, the, the SCG, tour, yeah, the SCG like tour. Didn't they have an event that weekend as well? Um, I don't remember whether it was that weekend or uh, the previous one or the one after. But there's there's so many modern events that you it it doesn't have the kind of allure that uh, vintage champs or even legacy champs. Um, well, I'm not gonna lie. Two thousand dollars in store credit from Card Titan versus two thousand dollars in store credit from Star City are two very different things. Yeah. That yeah. So. Um. But, you know, it's, we had a number of conversations about the fact that they were having modern at uh, the, at the same time as vintage. One, you know, it's, it can be a concern. I don't know how much of that's just, you know, an elitist mindset and how much of that's, you know, I I don't fault people for being uh, scared for the safety of something that they've spent thousands of dollars on. I don't, I don't want that to uh, be how this is coming off. But I do think at the end of the day that, you know, we, we have to trust our TOs that they're doing everything in their power to make sure everyone's safe and everyone's uh, property safe. Well, so I will say Car- Card Titan had incredible security this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they had three to four people by the door. I, I saw them on more than one occasion grab somebody's bag and be like, hey, come back here. We got to check your stuff. Like... Yeah. I got to give him props like that. That is one of the things that that I really appreciate about EW. Um, I wish that more TOs would take security that seriously because we constantly hear things like horror stories from SCG events and from uh, GPs and stuff where stuff just goes missing, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, hey, I lost my deck box with my $5,000 shit foil modern deck. But, you know, for, for a high school kid, that's a shitload of money. Well, actually, that's a shitload of money for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, a $5,000 deck is fucking expensive. Yeah, you know. Um, but, you know, there, there's that. There's the fact that it was, you know, midday on a Friday, um, which is not the, the most ideal. None of them uh, have jobs, Rich. Why does that tournament? fucking matter? Oh, God. Well, because it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's not a convenient time to try to get downtown in any city. And nobody's going to put in the extra effort to do so for that over vintage when they can just go someplace next Saturday and play modern. So, like, it it ended up not being a huge deal. Personally, for me, having a modern tournament at Eternal Weekend, you know, you're you're trying to appeal to a larger uh, audience. And I I can respect that to a degree. It's good business practice. But it's an event that classically has always been for celebrating eternal formats modern's not an eternal format yeah i get you're trying to branch out and bolster attendance but eh, it's that's that's we get we get one event modern (laughs) (laughs) all right anyway so let's just forget about modern move on to legacy rant over you're the one that brought it up (sighs) whatever i just wanted to shit on modern that's all Okay. Anyway, so did you guys see the announcement about Legacy today? Right. Wait, wait. Oh, you mean the the announcement not about Legacy? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm actually the, the announcement to. of conspicuous uh, lack of Legacy. 
Yeah, so the announcement today was SCG is not going to have Legacy on the tour anymore or for team events, which that was one that kind of shocked me a little bit was that they were even pulling it from team events to put its modern pioneer standard, which I wonder if that comes from Wizards team events for the Pro Tour or the uh, GP that circuit. That will be very interesting to find out if if whether that was a internal decision or whether that was a uh, Watsy down decision. Of course, we're not we're not going to know that until we get a little more uh, information into what Watsy's planning to do with team events going forward. But that was kind of a jarring uh, announcement for a lot of people. Yeah, I was However, I was really surprised because they they really do try to have yeah. at least one to two events a year that are opens. They have a large event. They've been having good turnout. I think Worcester last year was what nine hundred players which was more than I think any of the standard opens. So I was really kind of surprised about that um, because, you know, Star City, I, th I do think that they'll probably run, they're definitely going to be running it at um, SCG Con Summer, SCG Con Winter, mm -hmm. because it's clear that they, they appreciate eternal formats based on what they've shown us with SCG Cons. But um, right. I did find it a little jarring personally um, that they took it from the tour. Am I surprised? Not really. Is it the death of Legacy? No, you can take no. your fucking tinfoil house <laughs> in your mom's basement and just fucking realize it's, that the community is still going to be there. It'll be if you let That's it. That's what I was about to. Uh, what I was about to bring up is uh, there is a whole lot of buzz on various online platforms today about the sky's falling, Watsy's finally giving up on Legacy, this is the end of Legacy as we know it, blah, 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 blah. Listen, Type 1 has not been a GP format in, what, 10 years, easily? Maybe ever. Anyone? I don't I don't know if it was uh, there, ever. There, there used to be premier level Type 1 events at, at some point. Um... But yeah, we we still play vintage. Old school has never had any sort of buy-in from any uh, official organizing body. Channel Fireball has gotten in on the craze and added it to some of their events. Uh, other TOs have gotten on the bandwagon too. Fuck but sanctioned it is old school. first and format a it it is first and foremost a community driven format. And even if we have had and unknown to us, have already had the last Legacy Grand Prix that will ever be. Legacy is not going anywhere because there's a community of people that are dedicated to it. Same as Vintage, same as Old School, same as Hyper Extended, Middle School, any of these things. What matters is the community that's around it. So that's, that's my two cents. On that, I'm sure that you know we we all have something to say about it. But the sky's not falling, people. We're we're going to have legacy from here on out. It's not going anywhere. You'll be able to as long as you still have friends and cards. You you'll be able to play the format. I can't wait for people to flash sell out so I can finish my 40 duels. Yeah, let's just buy duels, guys. Like, fuck these grinders that are like, eh, I can't pay it on the tour. I'm going to sell my shit. Let's just buy all their shit. Um, that doesn't buy me the rest of my power. That involves buying so magic cards. You, you oh, guys buy, do that. No, no, no. You, you, buy, uh, you buy cheap and trade up. Yeah, yeah, that could work. I got you there, bro. Oh. Yeah, it's called upward <laughs> economics. It's the opposite of Reaganomics. Ah, okay. So 
No, no, no. See, what you do is you give all of your expensive magic cards to me, and then my wealth will trickle down to you. Pass. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. It is. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, Matt and Power Bottom, you guys both played in the Legacy Champs portion. Uh, I took the day off to nurse a hangover and didn't get up until, I don't know, 2.30 p.m. And came and met you guys at the event site. So, do you guys want to kind of recap uh, your tournament, what you guys played? Um, so, uh, Matt, do you want to kick it off with uh, how how you epically punted, I'm sure, just by registering your deck? Oh, yeah. So, um I finished my set of candlesticks this year, so and I also obtained a tabernacle, so being a derpy player who likes 12 posts, I decided to play a post deck. So that was mistake number one, probably, because we'll get to that later. And mistake number two was I didn't really care. I kind of just showed up to play and maybe have a good time and maybe make an epic play or two. So some poor deck decisions were made. So... Long story short, I went 0-3. Um, if we want to go through it, uh, I lost 0-2 to Rug Delver. Um, in the first six turns, the guy wrecked me with three wastelands. Real ouchies, bro. And then Renin and then Renin six. Game them two back. was Renin six, the Renin six wasteland lock, which I I can't recover from. <laughs> so ouch. I think I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah. Um, round two, I played Naya Depths with Naya the Reliquaries. That this was actually. We actually had some interactive, somewhat interactive round. Uh, he won game one. I don't remember how. Game two, I was able to crank out a turn three Ugin and wipe the board and just win. Game three was probably the most interesting thing I did all day. Um, he got out. He, I got out Ugin again. He had nothing on the field, so I bolted him. He then made Meritlage like a smart player, and then he killed Ugin. So then I put out a Karn. And I'm like, what can I do here? So, huge mistake. Out of curiosity, hold on. Were you above 20 life? I think I was. Okay. But then again, Ugin's, I could go minus, minus one or minus zero and kill Merit Lage. So that was probably the smart play anyway, is to get rid of Ugin. Sure. Yeah, I was above, I, I yeah, was, I was above 20. Say, if you were under 20, the smart play was I was above 20. But. So, okay. I... Find a Karn, cast Karn, I look through my sideboard, I'm like, oh, here's a spicy inclusion, Mirage Mirror. Play Mirage Mirror. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he looks at it, he's like, oh, he's like, can I see it? I'm like, sure. He's like, that's interesting. <laughs> but then he had a couple knights out that were fairly large, and then he green sun for 3D, a collector oof, and I was just dead. So... O two, O three. I played a fun deck, Richard. You'll love this. It was Mock Catcher Stompy. Yeah, yeah. I also played against that guy. Actual Mock Catcher. So, get locked out under a Magus of the Moon or a Blood Moon. They find Mock Catcher, find Goblin Settler, Goblin Ravel Master. Just uh huh, uh huh. I kind of can't do anything about that, and that ended my was day. Was he was he playing the combo? Yes, you know? he was in fact playing the combo. I played him around one. So that ended my day. I got a cool play mat, made a couple sweet plays, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm good." Which uh, which combo was he playing? God, uh, which are the different options? 
Uh, so there's Kiki. He had the Kiki Jiki combo. Yes, there was Kiki Jiki. Okay. And then there's uh, was a goblin, uh, like lightning something or other. Yeah, he had the Kiki Jiki in there. I remember where we talked about it. There's a really fun one with a card from uh, Almond Cat that you can uh, pronounce Kiki Jiki for Almond Cat. You mean combat celebrant? Excuse me, Almond Cat. Uh, where uh, you get unlimited yeah, combat, combat celebrate. You've really beaten funny. me with that combo before. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. When I had one land, <laughs> which was underneath a blood moon, I played yep. through it like a champion. Mogcatcher Stompy's a hell of a magic card or magic deck. It's Whatever a magic card. Anyway, so uh, so champs didn't go too super well for either of you. Oh, I had well, so I PB, had fun. PBD, yeah. PBD, you want to tell tell the people? How fun it is to play smallpox. It's very fun, especially when your opponents have no idea what the hell you're doing. Losing. That's hey, I went two, three, and one. So I actually won magic. If, if you're doing math, that's yes. a losing record. However, <laughs> it's still better than both of them, Matt. That's very true. That, that, and better than argument. Jamie's think, record on, my... on Friday. I think my favorite part was I walked up to watch one of Matt's games and his opponent has zero. Oh, you mean the one where I just Matt destroyed has the guy? Like, no, it was you're you're playing against. It was the last round, I think, before you dropped. Yeah. You're playing against this lady that was on a rug rug list of some sort. It was Rug Oko Braden Six. Yeah, he is just like assassins trophying, smallpoxing. Like <laughs> it was like Vraska Golgari Queen with Bitter Blossom Engine. It was just fucking absurd. The game went down. Um, where over the course of the game, I resolved all three assassins trophies on lands. Smallpoxed once, wastelanded three times, and ghost quartered another land. Oh my god! <laughs> the people's champion. And Himder. <laughs> nice brainstorm. Be a shame if you couldn't cast it. Um, and then I and then I just started punishing, firing her out of the game. <laughs> to her credit, to her credit, she didn't concede. She should have. Yeah, what a boss. <laughs> you did exactly what, was, what I, I would have done in that situation. I, I, I have never been prouder in my entire life than walking up and watching you just absolutely savagely fucking destroy an opponent while playing my deck. Yeah, there, uh, so that, so that Modcatcher guy uh, in round one, I played him. Um, that was funny because I won in game one by using Liliana. And just, you know, Liliana locking. <laughs> then in game nice. two, I kept a hand that was Mox Diamond, Dark Depths, Sage, a couple of lands, and like a and Liliana's is like some uh, some combination of that of. And the guy just goes Turn one, Soul Land, Pitch Spirit Guide, Magus of the Boon. <laughs> and I'm looking at my hand that has a punishing fire in it and a dark depths and a mox diamond. Yes. Yes. Going, oh god. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Seems good. So, nice blood man. So, so I draw my oh, card. Oh god. I play depths, mox diamond and pass. Guy goes, "Cool. Land." 
play a Trinisphere, I'm like, in response, blow up yeah. your Magus? <laughs> he was like, huh. Oop, there I was it like, is. Trigger. I was like, Dark Depths? 2020? He was like, yeah. He was like, my turn? I was like, my turn? Good. He was like, yeah. Was like, cool. I drew my card. I saw a Tabernacle of Pindervale. I went, cool. Slam Tabernacle attack? Yeah. <laughs> got At him. that point, you just got him. Oh, I had though. to. Got it him. was disgusting. Uh... Because that was also another thing I did to him in game one that made him cry. Welcome to the dark side. Uh, I wastelanded him in game one with the tabernacle on the board, and he had a, you know, a rival master, and I was like, have fun. I'll kill your yeah. rival master. Hope you have, uh, you know, anything well, else. Rival master is not nearly as good when there aren't tokens with it, so. Yep. Tabernacle's a problematic magic card. Correct, especially when they can't, you know, Blood Moon you. So, TLDR for uh, for Legacy Champs. Um, Brainstorm's still a fucked up magic card. Uh, Oko's Broco. Uh, you mean Oko Von Loco? Yeah. Yeah, so this yes. this top eight. Sure and Elk, Sheer and Elk, everywhere in Elk Elk. So I'm going to go through the top eight real quick. Uh, we've got Turbo Depths. No surprise. Um, bl- brainstorm, uh, brainstorm with tendrils, uh, brainstorm with Renin six, uh, Delver, 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 brainstorm Delver, with true name Delver, nemesis, Delver, uh, yep, d- brainstorm Delver, uh, brainstorm. Would you say there was Delver in the mandrels, top eight? Brennan six. What flavor of insectile aberration are you playing? Blah. So anyway, um, one of the things so that I noticed this. this weekend is um, Jace. I don't think has a job anymore. I never saw one um, resolve against he anybody. Can't make elk. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean Jace just can't make a fucking elk anymore. Um, anyway, so Jace he never could make an elk. I know that was make, the irony. He can make you think you're an elk. Exactly. Jace is now an elk. Anyway, actually, you can't make him an elk. No, anyway. you can't. Come on, shut Jamie. the fuck up, Rich. All right. So Jace is now jobless. He's not good enough for legacy. So he was 0.8% in vintage in the last two months and 15.7% in legacy compared to uh, 22.5% in legacy in 2018 and 21.2% in all of 2019 pre-Renin 6. So going through the top eight here, um, we have a serious fucking brainstorm problem where seven of the eight decks are playing brainstorm. So we have so much diversity. Uh, Hunter Wilson, I think is his name, um, called it. There's so much diversity in legacy, so much brainstorm. So Renin six was four of the, of the eight in top eight. So it's been 24.4% in the last two months and 25.2% in the last two weeks, um, which I only see that number going up. Um, Oko was two of eight main deck, two of eight sideboard. It's been listed as 6.2% in the last two months and 22.5% in the last two weeks. So I really... Yo, dog, you got any elk? Yo, dog, you got that elk? I want that elk sausage. Yo, dog, I heard you like elk, so I put made your elk into an elk to give you more elk. Yeah. What's elk cubed? Cube Why steak. Why is it always sausage with you, Jamie? I don't know. 
<laughs> for Oko Loco. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Anyway, so clearly we have uh, a bit of an issue where these two cards and Brainstorm, um, if you're not playing these two cards and Brainstorm, just don't fucking show up to play Legacy. That's my advice. Save your money, um, buy more cards, and hope that they give a shit about the format that they're not supporting anymore. Example number one, me. Yeah. So, um, Rich, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty much done with Legacy for the year and the foreseeable future. Um, What about you? I, you know, it, it's painful to say because, you know, uh, less than a year ago, Legacy was one of my favorite formats. And now it's, I just, I, I can't bring myself to play it. I, I can't either. It's, I it's thought, I thought, I thought we were in a fantastic spot after Deathrite Shaman left. And now the color pie doesn't matter or you just turn shit into elk. Um, so, I mean, between Modern Horizons and War of the Spark, you know, just sitting there looking at spoiler season going, oh, well, I don't know how this is going to fuck everything up, but all the tools are there. So I'm sure someone's going to show me in like three weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's very clear that decks like Death and Taxes are just, I mean, it's like unplayable. Like you can't play Enchantress, which, you know, is a fun deck that friends like Dr. Bill, Zach Wilson love playing. Uh, Moon Stompy, I mean, as fun as it is, it's not very good anymore, you know, comparatively. No. Um, you, Eldrazi doesn't matter when they just make your Eldrazi into Elk. Hey, yeah, they Rich, just make them into Rich. Uh, I killed somebody with an Elk in Vintage. Good man. And cause also, it might have also know. been because of Cast Reality Smasher. But. Doesn't matter. Let him I know. did attack him with the, with the 3 3 he made. He made my, uh, my Thought Not Seer into. Which is awkward considering. You mess with the elk, you get the horse. Wait, funny. he doesn't get, get to ones. draw a card off that, does he? No, that seems I like called a misplay. Ju- yeah, he no, no, he he did that right, and uh, he was like, "I draw a card." I'm like, "No," it didn't leave the battlefield. He was like, what? "Yeah," so I'm like, yeah, he, judge. He clearly doesn't know how to read, just like every other fucking oh, yeah. blue pilot. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. And then, like, just to send the message, I attacked the Oko with the three three. And there then killed go. him with the five five. Yeah. So one of the one of the things that I mean, just God, I I cut my teeth playing Legacy when I got back in. That was really the format I fell in love with. Um, Rich and I met playing Legacy. I met Matt because of Legacy. Josh, I met you because you were in the trunk of our car last year going to EW. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. But you know, there's just seems to he was in the back seat. Don't get me in trouble. I drove. <laughs> Nobody had to know that until you said anything. Yeah, they did. <laughs> anyway, so... We drove through Virginia, and if there aren't cameras, I'd be shocked. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, I think that the reason that Legacy is unplayable right now, if you're not, not playing blue, is A, Brainstorm, and B, the card type Planeswalker. So, Rich, would you like to talk about your least favorite card type, as well as my least favorite card type of Planeswalker? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty short discussion. <laughs> it's a pretty short discussion. Fuck Planeswalkers. Fuck yeah. Planeswalkers. They're, they're either entirely unis- in uninteresting or game warping. There's no middle ground. Yeah, I mean, the format has just warped around like, oh, derp, derp, derp. I play my, you either turn one Gristlebrand or you resolve a fucking Planeswalker. Like, so much skill. I, I mean, mean, I was Jesus playing fair Planeswalkers. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Go- Vrasco Golgari Queen is not a good Planeswalker unless you have Bitter Blossom in play. In which case, it's hilarious. Anyway. 
Yeah, when you kill your opponent with a 1-1 that ends the game, there's nothing better. I was so upset that fucking slow-ass well, death know, and taxes player conceded before I could kill him with a 1-1. A 3-3 elk? A 3-3 elk. <laughs> a 3-3 elk. That's right. I mean, it's clear at this point Wizards doesn't care about anything other than trying to push the card type Planeswalker. War of the Spark, when when I saw the spoiler and they're like, we're going to have... It's th- selling packs. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're going to have 36 Planeswalkers. This is going to be the Planeswalker set. And it's like, oh, I just... I think I remember texting you and being like, hey, do you remember like when Mirrodin came out and when Kaladesh came out and they broke everything? Yeah, they're going to break everything again. And you were just like, yep, this format's going to suck for a long time. Yep. So, anyway, I would just like to say fuck Planeswalkers. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, Watsy, if you were listening, if you ban them in eternal <laughs> formats, in eternal <laughs> formats. You think they're listening. That's yeah. I know. No, nobody's fucking listening to this I mean, shit. I mean, podcast. they're listening and writing up the DCI ban as we speak. <laughs> Probably. MTG Underground, baby. Yep. Well, I mean, you don't need a DCI number to play Legacy anymore. You are not so. your DCI number. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I just wish that they would just ban them in actual Eternal formats. The non-rotating formats can keep them, but, like, leave Legacy and Vintage. Like, Vintage, they're just restricted automatically. Like, it's clear that anytime you get them as multiples, like, shit falls off the rails. Like, our Narset problem. Off Narset. Um yeah, like fuck Narset. And then Renin Six and Legacy is just abysmal to play against. It's poor game design. Narset's shitty to play against in Legacy and Blue Mirrors, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't like blue cards anymore. But uh anyway, um anybody have any closing remarks? Yeah, do you know uh what college kids in two thousand nine and legacy in twenty nineteen has in common? No. For Oko. <laughs> Ah, that was fucking awful, hey, Dad. Oh, that was there. bad. <laughs> All right, Jamie. well, yeah. What? Just for fun, okay. what if, what if they actually gave us like good planeswalker control and/or removal? You mean if Would they gave me a, you, a, a one drop, still drop, one drop removal spell in every fucking color? Then yes. Hey, abrupt decay. I have, I have the greatest answer to planeswalkers. Are you guys Burn ready? Them. Pretend you never yeah. printed them. Okay. There we go. Let's Fair get enough. it to before Lorwyn. We have saved the format. I tried. You saved the game. I mean, I. who was it? Yep. There was there was like a, a pro that was saying that. Was it Finkel that was saying it online? Yeah. Yeah, that, like the game used to be very interactive. There was a lot of stack, you know, stack interaction. And, and now, now it's just characters. like you resolve Planeswalker. I think that we should have, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have, you can play Planeswalkers, and if not, when you resolve one, I get to tap a buddy, and we're going to play two-headed on two headed giant, two-on-one, me versus you and your Planeswalker, and Rich and I are just going to with Burn. <laughs> oh, anyway, anybody else have anything to, to wrap up with? I know next, next episode, guys, we're going to talk about uh, old school at EW. We just didn't want to go too long tonight. Um, I've got kind of getting over a cold now. Uh, these guys have real jobs and have to get up at a reasonable hour. Yep. We also have a really, really super cool Homelands Cube Oh, yeah, we do need to do a Homelands Cube review. uh, If you don't care about what we have to say about old school, you should definitely check that out because that's super unique. Yeah, it is really cool. Uh, And we'll we'll probably talk a little bit about uh, Cube in general. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, you DGens have a good night. You too. You too, man. 
buy uh, one or two listeners. That'll be great. Uh, you can uh, you can find Jamie and I on uh, on Twitter. He's HacksMTG. I'm at the Spoonerman. Uh, the cast can be found on uh, Eternal Central whenever we feel like recording. We don't have a set schedule. This is just whenever we uh, we got something to talk about. So um, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs>